Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Just one game on the agenda tonight, but at least it is one with finality. It's the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Justin Cuthbert back with you. The New York Islanders, yes, the New York Islanders have advanced into the NHL semifinal round, becoming the third team to do so so far. And they did it with a 6-2 victory over the Boston Bruins in Game 6. The Islanders will move on to meet the Tampa Bay Lightning in a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals last year, while the Bruins, after crashing out in the postseason earlier than expected once again, are going to have to take a long look at themselves. Several notable free agents that need to be signed, but also maybe just the reality that uh, this team is aging, the window is closing, and they might not be that dominant unit anymore. More on that in a bit. But first, the Islanders. Um, Pretty remarkable what this team has accomplished. Uh, Just in the last few years, two years, uh, they have five series victories if you want to count the play-in. But when considering where they started this year, I mean... We shouldn't really be surprised because they continue to overshoot expectations. They continue to be a good regular season team and a good postseason team. But at the start of this year, they had to trade their best defenseman, Devon Tays, a linchpin considering what their strengths are. But it doesn't phase them in the slightest. Why? Because the Islanders are team. They are all about team. And they have a pipeline going that produced the likes of Scott Mayfield, Noah Dobson, good defensemen continuing to come through the pipeline and replenishing what remains a rock-solid defense core. But beyond that, beyond the loss of Taze, they were able to add. I mean, Ilya Sorokin was new to the team this season, and he proved to be a major addition in net. Uh, He didn't factor into this series, per se, but he did win all four games against the Pittsburgh Penguins in round one, so solidifying the goaltending, becoming a better team from the crease out this year. But also they were able to add probably the most consequential rental package of the entire trade deadline, you know, a trade deadline activity, getting Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the New Jersey Devils. Both Zajac and Palmieri scored tonight in game six, and Kyle Palmieri now has seven goals in the playoffs. Still, though, the Islanders, it's not about single entities. This Islanders team embodies team more than any other. It's never one or two or three players that need to be leaned on. The entire team has a job. The entire team seems to execute its job at an individual level and therefore at a team level. And they all just contribute in the exact way that they need to. I mean, CBC showed a a graphic in this game 
showed the last series they've been in. I guess they've been involved in. They were involved in four last year, and it will be it will be a third soon enough. Uh, but I guess six, uh, and they've had a different leading scorer. I think in every series over the last two years. I mean, that shows you that if it's not, it's not boom or bust if Matt Barzell isn't playing well. It's not boom or bust if Brock Nelson isn't finding the back of the net. This team has layers of contributors, and one of them, one of those layers, always comes through and always seems to shine a little bit more than the other in these series. Tonight, uh, from an individual level, it was about Brock Nelson. This is a guy who doesn't get enough credit, just like pretty much everyone else on the Islanders, but he continues to be an, an invaluable asset and has been for some time on the island. Four goals and five points in the Islanders' two chances, both of which were taken to eliminate an opponent in this postseason so far. Mr. Game 6, if you want to call him that, at least this year. The Islanders, though, as a team, I mean, there's like a corrosive quality about them. In both series so far this, this playoff round, uh, they've fallen behind 2-1, to one, both against Pittsburgh and Boston. And they turned around in both those series to win the next three games, gradually eating away at the competition. I mean, this was the Bruins' worst performance of their six games. I mean, they, you could say they dominated more, more often than not from game to game in this series. But in this game, where they were experiencing their backs against the wall and facing elimination for the first time in the postseason, they were at their worst. They had nothing. And I think that has a lot to do with the New York Islanders and the fact that they break you. They systematically break you over time. And it was clear which team was fresher, which team was better, which team looked primed to move on to the next round tonight in Game 6. That sort of lost battle to attrition, I think, was most prevalent on the Bruins' defense core tonight. I mean, Brad Marchand had two goals for... Um, Boston, the top line, you know, it's not, it's, it's not at its best, surely, but the main issues I think tonight beyond the lack of secondary scoring and beyond the fact that the top line hasn't been that great at five on five, I think both of Marshawn's goals came on the power play, but it's the defense score. I mean, Carlo and Miller are out partly through attrition, the attritional aspect, but honestly, as, as thinned out as they became, I think they were just breaking mentally as well in the face of this Islanders team. I mean, we saw two brutal mistakes probably uncharacteristic mistakes from Matt Grizzlick led directly to Islanders goals. You had Travis Zajac winning a puck battle in front of the net against Charlie McAvoy, the guy who didn't get nominated for the Norris, but could have been uh, as the first goal. And then Nelson scored again. His, I think it was his, actually his first goal of the game, but he gave back the Islanders the lead while Charlie McAvoy was briefly in the back in concussion protocol. I mean, they just started to wither away in this series and in this game. The Islanders broke Boston. It's very, very apparent when watching tonight's action. Um, I mentioned on the last podcast, I think, or maybe it was two, uh, that the Islanders just can't be considered boring anymore. So a little update on that. With six goals tonight, two of which were empty netters. So, I mean, you got to take that for what it is. But the Islanders now lead the playoffs with 43 goals. That's six more than the Lightning, who they play in the next round, and nine more than Vegas in the same amount of games. So averaging almost one more goal per game than the Vegas Golden Knights. Not the most prolific offensive team by any means, but outscoring everybody in the playoffs to this point. And I mentioned Kyle Palmieri, seven goals now. He's just one off the postseason lead. Um, the Islanders, man, it's crazy. 
Not boring. Not at all. Okay, so where does Boston go from here? Well, chiefly, they have decisions to make. Uh, they have a decision to make on Tuka Rask, or they have to receive a decision from Tuka Rask. And they have decisions on David Krejci and Taylor Hall, who are among the other notable UFAs. With Rask and Krejci, I mean, these are definitely, like, in the fabric of the organization guys. Key guys for a very long time. But with them, to both, like, I don't want to say likely moving on, but potentially moving on, certainly not earning the amount of money that they've been making, at least not Krejci, it does leave room for changes. Is Jack Eichel coming to the equation? It's worth a conversation. They might have room. Uh, that would be something. Beyond that, though, I mean, they have to get better in every aspect, but I think they have to get better first on defense. Carlo was a big loss, obviously, but as I mentioned, it was thin beyond McAvoy tonight, and it's been thin beyond McAvoy really every night uh, of this regular season in these playoffs. They need more talent pretty much everywhere. They're going to need more talent in net because they might lose both their goaltenders. Um, But building from that defense core out, that might have to be the priority for them. Um, that said, the window is closing. I mean, Tuka Rask was asked about it again. He was asked about it after the bubble last year, or I guess, I mean, he left the bubble. So maybe in his exit meetings, but the team is getting older. The time might be coming up for them. It is coming up perhaps for Krejci and Rask, but it might be coming up for just that core. I mean, I still believe Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand are dominant, dominant players. Maybe more so Marchand when saying the word dominant. Um, but they are getting to the point where this window is starting to close. It's true. And for as much success as they've had as a team, it's been 10 years now since their last cup win, since their cup win in this generation. And only remnants of this current iteration of the team remember that. This version of the team, with the Pasternak's and the McAvoy's, they haven't won it. They haven't achieved their potential. They haven't met their potential. They haven't won the Stanley Cup. And they may not, as currently constructed, based on these last few losses. As mentioned, the uh, the Islanders will see the Lightning again. Um, the Lightning beat them in six in the Eastern Conference Final last year, so a chance for them to exact revenge, but it will be tough. The same issues that seem to be plaguing Boston, who has gone head-to-head with Tampa for so long, doesn't seem to be impacting the Lightning the same way. This is a team, the Lightning, that look as strong as ever, the way the Islanders get contributions up and down the lineup, Tampa has that in spades. The way they get brilliant goaltending from Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin and or one of the two, the Lightning have that on Andre, and Andre Vasilevsky. The fact that Devon Tays doesn't ruin what they have on defense on Long Island, Tampa Bay has the exact same thing. I mean, Tampa Bay might be the cream of the crop right now, and that might just be the ceiling for the Islanders. We shall see. It will be a match of the two highest scoring teams in the postseason so far, as I mentioned. But something tells me that it won't be so high flying when they do lock horns in round three. Uh, just quick update on the bracket. This is going to be a shorter episode. It's only one game. And I guess we're going to be down to just one game pretty much from here on out. Or we will be from here on out. But the bracket with the Islanders, a four seed joining Montreal, a four seed and Tampa, a three seed in the NHL semifinals so far. There's only one chance that we get a one seed, and that's the Colorado Avalanche, but they are facing elimination against the two-seeded Vegas Golden Knights on Thursday night. I mean, that alone, if the Vegas Golden Knights can hold serve again, 
in Vegas, that alone might be enough to kill the handful of brackets that haven't been busted yet. It's been a surprising postseason in many ways, but in some other ways, it's been sort of unsurprising because this is what the Islanders do. This is what Tampa does. I mean, for Montreal, it's more about what the other teams, the other Canadian teams don't do. Uh, and then you can't really go wrong with either Vegas or Colorado. But um, it is interesting how that we've got to this point and most of the top seeds have fallen. Um, another one can fall on Thursday night and we shall return on Thursday night. But congratulations to the New York Islanders and their fans. And a, mar- a remarkable accomplishment this year. A remarkable run for them over the last few years. Barry Trotz's record just continues to look unparalleled. What a job he continues to do and what a party it will be on Long Island after defeating the Boston Bruins in round two. We will discuss Vegas and Colorado tomorrow night before transitioning over the weekend into round three to tee that up with Julian McKenzie and to wrap up everything we've seen in round two. We'll be there then and we'll continue to be here every night chatting about the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll talk soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.